Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir, I say stir, thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Verse 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, everybody say power, and of love, everybody say love, and of a sound mind, a soulless rim, Amen. Amen? Stir. Everybody say it again. Say stir. That's important to you here. We're still talking about the person of the Holy Spirit. The third person in the Trinity. Now, how many, how many know there's many different manifestations of who he is? Somebody say, send the rain, Lord. Somebody say, send the wind. Amen? Are you with me? Now somebody say, send the fire. Oh, come on, let me hear you say it again. You got to help me this morning. Say, send the fire. How many wants to see the fire? How many know know that fire is a symbolism of the Holy Spirit, the power, everybody say power, the power of the Holy Spirit and who he is. And God, many places in the scripture, used power to demonstrate his power. Amen? A fire. And Moses at the burning bush, fire, everybody say fire. We're going to get this. Moses at the burning bush, God directed him, you know, the, you know the scripture, God directed him, and God said, take your shoes off Moses, right? For the ground where you stand on is holy. When Moses, I mean, I'm just going to give you a few illustrations, a few examples of so many places we go in scripture for the sake of time, we're not going to visit all of those. But uh, God took Moses on the mountain. How many knows there was fire on the mountain when God gave, God, when God gave Moses the Ten Commandments? Everybody say fire. Amen. You know, what did the priests do when they went into uh, when they went into the holy place and the holy place? How many knows that the priests were to what? Oh, this. Oh, get ready. The priests were supposed to ever keep the fire burning on the altar. How many knows the fire was what consumed the sacrifice? Oh, y'all got to help me. God's going to speak to us this morning. Amen. And how many knows knows that there was one place, and here's what what we got to see. It's coming, man. It's coming. Here's what we got to see. If I just fall out, y'all just just have church, okay? But here's here's what we got to see. That when, when Aaron was, when they consecrated Aaron, when he was inaugurated, the Bible says that God himself sent the fire down. Did, did y'all know that? They didn't, the priests didn't have to do it, so God was showing them, hey, the real fire comes from me. God was saying the real fire, this, this, this is what I'm capable of doing. How many knows that Elijah, when he prayed against the prophets of Baal on Mount, on Mount Carmel, he says the God that answers by fire. Hey, listen to me. If we, if, uh, I'm, I'm going to get ahead of myself. I'm not careful, but if we don't have the fire of God, we don't have nothing. If we just have, oh, can't preach. If we just have love, 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 grace, 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 grace. You believe in grace, Pastor? You better believe it. I wouldn't be here without grace. I wouldn't be here without mercy. I'm thankful for the love of God. I'm thankful for, oh, glory. Come on, somebody help me preach. But listen, we can grace people right into hell. 
And this is not about just a grace and prosperity message. God will bless you. I'm, I, I'm living proof that God will always bless you and give you more than you had before. Can somebody help me this morning? But that's not what this thing's about. That's not what's going to change Bell County. That's not what's going to change lives. That's not what's going to bring revival to this region. We have to have the fire. Oh, glory. Come on, somebody help me. Jesus priests were to take care of the fire. Elijah says to God that answers by fire. There's fire on the sacrifice. Jeremiah said it's like a fire shut up in my bones. Amen. Isaiah, even, in, even in, in, when you get to the prophet Isaiah, when he said he had a vision of the Lord and he was high and lifted up, he said, I'm a man of, uh, of he said, woe is me. Everybody say, woe. He said, woe is me, I'm, I'm a man of unclean lips, I'm undone. He, said, he looked at one of the angels, he said, well, the seraphim, he said, take a coal from the fire of the altars and touch, oh glory, touch my lips that my sin can be purged. He wasn't touching that fire. He said, bring one over. Oh, God. you'll get it, you're gonna get this. Do you understand? Okay, let me go. Let me go. Here we go. Pastor, what's, what does this have to do with your text? I'm getting there. Everybody shout fire. Now, you had all this stuff in the, in the Old Testament, right? All these illustrations of fire. But then all of a sudden, there was no fire. The heavens were closed up. I mean, I mean, it's Malachi to Matthew, 400 silent years. And then there was a man named Jesus. Oh, glory. All right, let's back up just a little bit. There was a Baptist named John. Thank God for the Baptist. Come on now. John. The Baptist. John said, I'm going to baptize you with water unto repentance. He said, but there's one coming after me. He's mightier than I am. And he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, and with fire. Is that not what he said? Oh, man, I'm telling you. He said, I'm going to, he said, this man is, he said, you know what? He said, I'm not even worthy to unloose his shoes. I'm just going to give you some water baptism, but he's going to give you a greater baptism. It's going to be a baptism in the Holy Ghost, and it's going, we forget this, it's going to be a baptism of fire. You know, we got we to gotta, we gotta realize that that's what we have to have. Amen? Are you with me? Here we go. Stay with me. So then the day of Pentecost came. Third person, right? Okay, okay, let's let's look at it this way. All right. I don't get ahead of myself. The scripture says in Acts chapter two. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, God's, God showed me a vision, and I'm going to share it with you in just a few minutes. But he, the scripture said, when the day of Pentecost, everybody shout Pentecost. Now the Baptist told you that Pentecost was coming. I'm just trying to say, it is not, you know, if you can read into that, it's not about, you know, come on, let's just all get together now. We don't have the... We don't have the rights to any of this. What I mean is by our denomination. Bless God, I'll just hoard up my gift. You will lose your gift. That's what we're going to preach on. That's what we're preaching on. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were in, in the upper room, they were in one mind, in one accord, and, well, that'll preach, won't it? I'm glad we're in one mind, one accord. Amen. Even though you do make fun about my soup. 
when the day of Pentecost they were full, it was fully come there, one mind, one accord, and suddenly, everybody say suddenly. Now suddenly, you mentioned the sound this morning. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven. Oh, this is going to get good here in a minute. There was a sound from heaven as a rushing, mighty pneuma. A rushing, mighty wind. And, and, and what happened was, uh, when the rushing, mighty wind came, and then the Bible says that cloven tongues... Cloven, here comes, oh, oh, you got to get this. Oh, God, let us get this revelation. Every place I talk to you about in the Old Testament, Elder Rice, was about God, uh, God demonstrating his fire. He demonstrated it. He demonstrated the burning bush. He demonstrated uh, all these places when they prayed down fire from heaven. He demonstrated his fire. But on the day of Pentecost, the scripture says that cloven tongues of fire set upon each one of them. Now the fire, God's not just demonstrating his fire. He's saying, you have the fire. You have the fire. And, they, and, and suddenly they started to speak with other tongues. Oh, is anybody with me? Come on now. And there's a purpose. There was, there was people there from every, every nation, and they heard the word of God in their own language, in their own tongue. But the fire of God, God sent his fire down to his people. Are you hearing me? God sent his fire. And the Holy, you got to understand that the Holy Spirit is, is, is referred to as a gift. Thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. Acts 2.38, if you're baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin, you shall receive the, come on, somebody shout it, gift. So that, that takes us to our text. Look what it says. Back up to verse 6. Stir up the gift which is in you. Know ye not that your body is the temple. Oh, God. I don't want us to leave here today and you just say, I want you to be changed. Change us, Lord. Come on, let's stop right now and pray. Come on, this word's got to go. This word's got to go. Come on, come on, band. Come on, band. Change us. I want you to pray that. Come on, come on. I want you to speak that for something. Come on, come on. I'm talking about everybody in this church. Come on, do we want the fire? Do we want, what, what, what are we doing? Come on, say, change me, Lord. Come on, say, change me, Lord. Anything that's not like you. Anything that's not like you. Israelites saw God as a consuming fire. You want to, oh, come on. Oh, help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. Stir. Somebody say, stir the gift. Stir up the gift. The gift here in this scripture. Come on now. Uh, it's, it's referred to as a fire. Now, I'm going to tell you this, this something this morning. If you don't stir the fire, it will go out. Amen. How many of you guys have been camping? How many's camped overnight and you leave a fire and you get up the next... You get up next morning, just a few burning embers. Right? And you, you stir it up, Bo. Take a stick and stir it up a little bit. Oh, Jesus. As a child... Uh, I may have told this here before, I don't, I don't know, but it's okay, I'll tell it again. As a child, you know, we grew up in a little plank house, and we had cold heat. We had a warm morning stove in the kitchen. I mean, remembers a warm morning. And then we had a grate, not a fireplace, a grate. What's the difference in a fireplace and a grate? I don't know. I guess if you're, if you had a big house and you had a big area, it's called a fireplace, if you had a little house and a... I knew it couldn't burn over an 18-inch log. You would. You're right. Ernie's telling the truth. 
we get up. Listen, you kids, you have no, some of you, you have no idea, but we'd get up. Thank you, Ernie. It's true. But we, you get up and get ready for school and you go in there. Well, and, and Pap, we called him Pap. And what Pap would do is before he went to bed, he did something that they referred to as banking the fire. And he would just pour the, pour, pour the coal. Coal. Imagine that. He would just put coal on that grate. And you could see that it starts smoking a little bit. And you just couldn't see any fire. And, and then the next morning, and uh, the next morning he'd get this steel, this steel rod that was sitting by the, he had the tools there, the little shovel and all that, and the steel rod. And they, and they referred to this thing as a poker. That's what they called it. And he'd take that poker and poke around in, in the fire and it would start to blaze back up. He would stir it and it would blaze back up. There was a fire in there and I'm, I, I'm declaring as your pastor this morning, there's a fire in you because the fire was in you. Oh, come on. Is anybody with me in this room? There's... The enemy's trying to snuff it out. Oh, glory. Oh, I, 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 I'll get there in a minute, Elder. I've got something I'm telling you. When I, when, I, when I give you this vision, when I give you this vision, the enemy's trying to snuff it out. Oh, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say this part. I'm just going to go ahead and say this part. You know what? Here's what the Lord spoke to me. What he used to bank the fire with was good stuff. What did he bank it with? Oh, he banked it with coal. Lots of coal. But it was so much that the fire was overtaken. You know what the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said? We've smothered the fire with religion. And we're throwing stuff on there that we think is good, but it's useless to the kingdom of God. Oh, this looks good. This looks pretty. Let's build this. Let's, let's buy that. Let's get a $60 million jet so we can... No. Listen, people are dying for the fire of God. New stuff, new toys, all these new... It's not going to change lives. We're throwing on good, what appears to be good stuff, but it's just religion. See, that's, that's, see Jesus came with the fire, and the Pharisees tried to snuff him out, trying to always... Does the word not say? Does the word not say? We did it in the 70s. Francis, you know what I'm talking about? We did it in the 70s with don't cut your hair. Don't wear makeup. Don't wear pants. We snuffed people out with what we thought was good stuff. Oh, come on, help me preach this morning. We got to have the fire of God. Anything can snuff it out, even if it appears to be good. Oh, start stirring it up. And let the religion catch on fire. <laughs> Just like that coal, Lord. Let the religion catch on fire. And let people start to burn for Jesus. I speak, you know what? I speak a fire on this platform. I speak a fire on our musicians. I speak a fire over our, come on. People get so hungry for the fire of God. Is anybody with me in this house this morning? That's the only thing that's going to change people. Are we all right? Stir. Somebody say stir. stir. Now, there's two things in the scriptures. You got to hear me. In the New Testament, there's two, th- two things that the writer said don't do to the Holy Spirit. Don't grieve him and don't quench him. Ephesians 4.30, don't, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5.19, do not quench the Holy Spirit. Grieve is in reference to your, char- your character. We grieve the Holy Spirit by our character or the lack thereof. 
but still talking about putting out the fire. Is anybody is anybody here this morning? Quench is reference to power. What are you saying? I'm saying if we grieve him because of our character, we're going to quench him. Well, you, 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 you're going to get this in a minute. See, here's the deal. We can have purity without power, but we can't have power without purity. What are you saying, Pastor? How many, how many see anybody does everything just right, but they have no power? Seemingly does everything right. Are y'all with me? You know what? You know what? I, I, the Lord spoke so much to me concerning this word. I don't know if I'll get it all out this morning or not. I'm going to try. Do you realize that when, when, when John saw the revelation of who Jesus was, he said his aim, his, uh, his eyes were as what? Flames of fire. His very eyes were flames of fire. And the Holy Spirit, I was reading that, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, when we quench the fire, we put out the eyes of Jesus within us. And we don't see through his eyes. Because his eyes are a flame of fire. And he's ever looked at someone, you can't look them in the eye when he was in sin. I've heard guys, I, I, I ran with guys and there'd be pastors that'd come and when he'd come, it would turn and go the other way. Couldn't look at them. Convicted. But see, if, when, we, when we put out the eyes of Jesus, we're looking through eyes of flesh. When we look through eyes of flesh, we lose faith and we get in trouble. We do all kinds of stupid stuff. Is anybody with me? Are you receiving this word? Come on, help me. Help me out, Mr. Scott. The great Scott on keyboards, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Are you ready? When we grieve the Spirit, we quench the fire. Hear this. When the word quench is used in Scripture, I promise you, when the word quench is used in Scripture, it, is, it speaks of suppressing the fire. Above all, taking the shield of faith that you may be able to quench. It speaks, it's a, it's, so quenching is a fire extinguisher. I wish I had one this morning. I don't know why I called a fire marshal. So how many Christians are carrying around a fire extinction? When we quench the spirit, we suppress the fire. Oh, I don't like that preacher. I don't like that song. I don't. I don't like the way she. I don't. I don't. I'm blah 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 blah. You're 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 carrying around your fire extinguisher, and you're putting out fires. The Lord's trying to send. I'm going to tell you something. I, I'm trying to get there, but God's wanting to send the greatest fire He's ever sent from heaven. It's coming. And we're going to have some people that's going, that's going to help with the fire. And we're going to have some people that quenches the fire. I'm going to tell you right now, you need. Oh, I, I'm going to tell you right now. If you've got that spirit, you pray about it. And if you're carrying around a fire extinguisher and you just can't get rid of that thing, you're trying to shake it and it won't go. Don't come here and quench the fire. Come on, help us put some fuel on. What can I do, preacher? God, what can I do? What can I do to add fuel to the fire that you're wanting to send to Bell County, Kentucky? I want to be someone that fans the flames. Fan the flames. You see a little spark. Oh, I see a spark. I see a spark. Oh, we'll get there. Get rid of your fire extinguisher. Yes, 
Most people's fire extinguisher is this thing. Hey, hey, hey. Are we good? We got to go. Hey, hey. Now, here's what happens. God spoke to me so, so strong in this. I could have stayed there all day. Verse 7. I'm going to tell you what God spoke. I'm going to show you what God spoke to me. How many, how many, how many, how many knows so, 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 so many times we, we, we quote this verse. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. People, people be, be afraid or whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. We do, we do that with our kids. We've done it with our kids growing up. We pray over them in their bed. Listen, God's not giving you a spirit of fear. We tell people, Jamie, we tell people, God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. We tell people that, right? We quote that verse. But do you understand that verse 7 is linked to verse 6? You know, what, what he has, you know, okay, it's time to start telling people what he has given us. Quench not the spirit, but stir up. The gift, everybody say the gift. Stir up the gift that is in you. For God has not given you the pneuma of fear. The spirit of fear. God is, listen, there's a gift. What I'm trying to tell you is there's a gift in you. And, and kids, we use this verse and it works. And, and, and I know it's, it's okay to, to speak this over your children because God don't want to be afraid at night. But it's, it, this is to Timothy. Paul was charging Timothy as, as a minister of the gospel. And I'm charging the church, hear me, stir up the gift that is in you. God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power. Are y'all hearing me? It's the word, come on, here we go. It's the word dunamis. It's the word dunamis, and it's the same word that was used in Acts 1-8 when the writer says, but you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Dunamis is where we get our word, our English word dynamite. We're throwing firecrackers and smoke bombs. Oh, that'll preach one. We got a lot of smoke bombs on Sunday morning anymore. A lot of churches got the smoke. I ain't against the smoke, but a lot of churches got the smoke, but they don't have the fire. I'm hungry. Are y'all hearing me? You shall receive power by say power. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of dunamis. God has given us a spirit of power, dunamis, and love and love and sound mind. So what he's saying is. Verse 7 tells you you need to stir up, or verse 6 tells you you need to stir up the gift of God that's within you. Because God's not, if, if you, hear me church, if you don't stir up the gift that's in you, you will be controlled by fear. Here we go. People are living in fear because they have put their hope in politics, in bank accounts, and 401Ks. And now, people are living in fear, David, because what's going to happen to that? I'm just, it's confession. All right, confession. Is this all right? Open confession. Within the last month, you know, a, a few years ago, I rolled a pretty good amount of money from a, a 401K over into an IRA, right? And, you know, someday, if the Lord tarries when I retire, I'm looking, you know, to draw that money out and uh, give it to God. Jesus. And I've heard heard the enemy speak to me, Greg, and say, "How how many knows this year the stock market is not doing so well, right? 
And the enemy says, maybe you should just get your money out and pay the penalty and be done with it. Because of what might happen. That's fear. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. <laughs> so if, if we're, if we're gripped, see, people are living in fear. People are living in fear. So they put their hope in other things. Because they've not stirred up the gift that's in them. We have a gift. I want you to get that this morning. This is not about coming to a church service on Sunday morning and day. Thank God for the dance. Thank God for the shout. Thank God for the tongues. Thank God for all those things. But this is not what this is about. You have a gift inside of you. And because of that gift, there's power within you. And it's time to use that gift and to take authority over the enemy in your home, in your workplace, in your region. Come on, start speaking from your place of authority. Take your seat. Take your seat of authority. You know what? We heard a message on Sunday, Saturday, Saturday morning, one of the best messages I've ever heard. This guy was talking about the, 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 a, new, a new type of warfare that the, he said the Lord had showed him. And it was an awesome message, wasn't it? Powerful. That it's time to stop the hand-to-hand combat. What people have fought and fought and fought and fought and fought and fought the enemy. It's time to fight from your seat, your place of authority. You have, you've been raised up to sit with him in heavenly places. You are supposed to be above all principalities and powers. Take your place. Stir up the gift that's in you. Can I preach just a few more minutes? All right. I'm not going to get all this. Do you understand that somebody say we are priests? Priests and kings, right? Jesus was both priest and king. You understand, the, I told you earlier, the priests were never supposed to let the fire go out on the altar. Come on, all you guys, you can help me. We'll get ready. We're going to sing. We're going to worship. The priests were never supposed to let the fire go out, right? Somebody say we're priests. You know, I was talking to you earlier about, you ready, Jake? I was talking to you earlier about, Ernie, you're going to like this. I was talking to you earlier about that old great fireplace and a, and a warm morning. We'd, we'd get up and get ready for school, guys. We'd get ready. We'd go in there. Sometimes it, if you if you slept in the back room of the house, little plank house, my my mom's she she swore that she had can one year we had can we used to can anybody, anybody remember canning a pounding <laughs> y'all can still do a pounding for the pastor you know used to they had a pounding you know when Brandon first came here and he and Katie got their apartment they said we're gonna have you a pounding he thought they was gonna whip him. They didn't do poundings. They didn't do poundings in Houston, Texas. We're going to give you a pound. He said, well, they said, we're going to give you a pound. And he's like, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm a pretty rough, tough boy, you know. I fought some gangs in Houston. You want to pound me or not? We used to can. My mom swore them down. It's a true story, I promise you. Wanna will vouch for it. She that one winter it was so cold. And we hit the little plank house before we got. Later on, Dad had it insulated a little bit better. Glenda, you know this is true, right? She said one year that she heard her jars cracking under the sink. Because at night, you know, it would get cold in the house. That'll preach. In darkness, it got cold. Pap would get up there in the morning and poke that fire and, and you'd get up out of bed. Sometimes you slept in the back room, they'd hang a blanket or something over there, keep all the heat in the front room. You'd jump up and run in there in the front room and you'd get dressed, get your clothes on quick as you could. I promise you, there wasn't no lazing around. There wasn't no snooze, hitting the snooze alarm. You got out and hit, where's the fire? Where's the fire? And it's time, you know what? It's time for the church to quit hitting the snooze alarm. Get up out of bed and go to the fire. Come on, go to the fire. Somebody run to the fire. I gotta get, I gotta get, I gotta get the fire. I gotta get near the fire. Is anybody with me? Come on, wake up. Quit hitting the snooze button and going back to sleep and saying, guess what? I'll go next week. No, you need to come this week. You need to get to the fire now. You'd run in there, get up next to that that grate, and get warm on one side. 
and you'd get, your pants would get hot and you couldn't sit down because it it almost burned you where you stood next to that fire. You get warm on one side, Dave. You turn around and get warm on this side. I'm telling you the truth. But you did whatever you had to do to get warm. Tell them my age. Y'all like soup. But then, that was when I was a child, but when I became a teenager, we got one of these. Has anybody ever seen one of those? If you've ever seen, if you ever heated with one of those, raise your hand. We got a few people. They call those a combustioneer. You'll see it's got it right there. Combustioneer. Some people refer to it as a stokermatic. You remember those? <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. He's telling you the truth. Because I'm not kidding with you, young people. When we put this thing in, I thought we were uptown, man. <laughs> we have a combustioneer. Because a combustioneer had a, had a thermostat. It had a... Th- Chris, it had a thermostat. I think I'll set it on 72, whatever, you know. And you'd set this thing on 72. The way it worked was, you see that... This was the firebox. I'll never forget, Pop got up out of the floor one time. He's taking out the ashes and wore me out because I, I told him I wasn't going to get my hair cut. He said, we're going to get a haircut tomorrow. I said, I don't think I'll cut it. I was like 14. I, I went through that, that rebellious stage, you know, hippie, had long hair, 70s. He said, we're going to Mills tomorrow and get a haircut. Remember, remember Mills at Callaway? Rufus. <laughs> he would gap your hair. Yeah, he would gap your hair. And I, 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 to this day, I can take you. I'm not going to bring them and show them. I won't, I'm not going to bring them. But it seemed like every year right before we took school pictures, the day before, he would take me to Rufus Mills. And I believe he called the school and said, let me know when you're taking school pictures. And he'd take me down there and I'd have these bangs. They'd be cut across like crooked, you know. Why am I telling the truth? I was about 14 and pout. Who's 14? You need a haircut, man. (laughs) Come up here, Isaac. Come up here. I was about 14. Mine was a little bit long. Here's what I'd do. We had Sunday school. We had Sunday school class in the back of the church, you know. And I, I was about 14. Well, I'd go back for Sunday school class. And when I was back in Sunday school class... I'd pull my hair down like this, you know. When we went back out in the sanctuary, I'd, I'd push it back like that. I was trying to full, full pout, you know. <laughs> you sit down. He was sitting right there on the floor taking the ashes out. I'm 14, guys. He said, we're going to go down at Mills. He said, your hair's looking a little rough. He said, we're going to go down at Mills tomorrow. He called him Mills. This guy, I'm telling you, he start telling a story about rabbit hunting or something. It's over with. But uh, she's going to go to Mills tomorrow and get a haircut. And I said, I don't think I'm going to go. He said, what? I said, well, I, I, big mistake. I said, it's my hair. I just don't think I'm going to cut it. So this, was, this, is not, this is not our house. But this thing was sitting in the kitchen. And you went out of the kitchen to a little old plank door into the living room with a little old red phone on the wall that you went, yeet. You had four people on the party line. You're talking about, come on, guys. Cell phones, you worried about having service. We'd pick it up. Get off the phone. <laughs> and I'm going to just be honest with you. We was on the party line with Wanda's grandma, and she was the worst at eavesdropping. 
but Wanda didn't inherit that spirit from her. <laughs> She's not like that. I'm gonna get in trouble. I better stay. I better get back to the word, Anna. Greg, I've meddled too long. It's your job to pull me out, pal. <laughs> Somebody help me. Somebody help me. But anyway, seriously, I'm being serious, guys. You had four, there was four people on our party. First time we got a phone, we had one phone in the house, and there was four people on the party line. And a lot of times, I'm being very serious, if you need to make a call, you pick it up, there'd be somebody on there. And you just have to wait, you know. After a while, you would, yeah. If it was an emergency, if after a while, you would just say, hey, I really need to make a call. But uh, cell phone, oh my word. But anyway, I'm going to try to hurry. I'm going to try to hurry. My wife's giving me mean looks up here. I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> Papa's sitting in the floor right there. When I made that statement, Jeff, I heard him getting up out of the floor. 14, guys. And that belt came off. And he pulled a big Adrian Peterson on me, and there wasn't nobody going to make him stop it either. <laughs> Y'all know who Adrian Peterson is, right? So he wore me out with that belt. Guess what we did the next day? We went to Mills and got a haircut. All right. Pull me back in here. I do, I, do, I do have a word for you. If I can get back to it, I apologize. This thing here was the firebox. Everybody say firebox. Up here on the back of it, you had a fan. And this was the front here was, was, was you know, where the air came out. It's the coolest thing ever. You know, no longer standing. You could get in front of that thing in the morning. Pretty quick, you just warm. We used to dry our shoes on top of it. Can Chuck Taylor's. I remember it was a Chuck Taylor. Converse All Stars. We bought them all day for $9 a pair. $9.95. Hensley Shoe Store. One nineteen. I'm telling you. I'm telling the truth. Okay. Over here on the right. You see that handle on the right? Now, I'm, I'm making a point here. You see that handle on the right up the top? That lifted a door up. And there was a bin down in there. Okay? And what you would do is, they took stoker coal. It's coal that's been crushed. And it's real small. Looks, looks about like gravel. But it's coal. And uh, you would take buckets. That was one of my jobs. I told one of our boys a while back, and they was fussing about having something to do. And I said, go fill the stove up. Yeah. What are you talking about? But that was one of my jobs, Brandon, to fill up that stove. And you'd come in with coal buckets. You'd open up that bin. And you'd fill that thing all the way to the top. And, and down in here on the right side, it had what they call an auger. And that auger, when that, when that thermostat got below whatever you had set at, it would kick that auger on. And it would turn on, Chris. And it would run coal into that fire. Guess what? The fire never went out. And guess what? You didn't have to, take, you didn't ha- you didn't have to poke it in the morning. The only thing you had to do was take out some ashes. Oh, y'all going to get this. So what I'm saying is, if, if, we'll start, if we'll start praying and getting in the Word and going after God, that spiritual auger is going to keep augering coal into that fire barrel. Amen? And the only thing you're going to have to do it's the stuff that the Holy Spirit burns up. Just get that stuff out of the way. Is anybody with me? I'm trying to quit. God make us a stoker medic. Amen? Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Now, I'm going to close with this. I got to give you this, and I promise I'm done. I promise I'm done. Do you realize the only thing that was destroyed by fire at Sodom and Gomorrah was the sin? Now, here's what I'm believing for. Come on, give me some music, man. Music, man. Give me some fire music. I'm going to share the vision with you and I'm going to let, I'm going to, we're going to be done. 
I never had really seen this the way the Lord opened it up to me, but let's let's just rewind here just a minute. At Pentecost, right? Suddenly there was a... Here's what I want you to see. Francis, I'm telling you. Here's what I want you to see. At Pentecost, the fire hadn't gone out. All right. How many's, how, many's ever, how many's ever blowed on a fire and it blazes back up? All right. So illustrate my point. Oxygen, right? Three elements for a fire and you blow on the fire. If it's burnt, if it's going out, you just blow on it. Here's what the Lord showed me, Brandon. At Pentecost, at, when Pentecost came, the fire hadn't gone out. It was still there. But God just had to ruach. And the same breath, suddenly there was a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. So God breathed on that fire. So we, I don't know if you're seeing it or not. And the person's yell for the Holy Spirit, we have the wind breathing on the fire. God let the wind breathe on the fire. And and when God breathed on the fire, it flamed up and all of a sudden the the fire that destroyed 3000 at 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 at, at uh, Mount Sinai, now 3000 are saved. God breathes Oh, come on. Somebody you got the letter kills but the spirit ruach numa breathes life. So so here's what I saw in a vision. We are getting so close to another Pentecost. And here's what I saw. I saw God with his jaws, if you will, cheeks expanded, getting ready. <laughs> I just saw that guy that plays the trumpet. What's his name? No, the, the black guy. Dizzy Gillespie. Is that him? When he would blow that trumpet. Oh, there's so much more I could say here, but I got to quit. God is getting ready to breathe. And there's going to, listen, this, God's not done with America. You guys got to hear me. I'm trying to quit, guys. I know this is probably the longest I've ever preached in my life. But listen, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Yeah, we've had seven bad years. Dutch Sheet said last night that seven years ago, God told him to stop going to D.C. for and then now, now God says it's time to go back. Oh, y'all, y'all got to hear this. God's getting ready to breathe. See, we went all through the Old Testament, Francis, and there was bad kings and good kings. This is not the first time this has ever happened to America. We've had sin, sin, sin. We've had people live in ruins and, and, and pornography and all this junk. And I know it's bad now. I understand it's bad. But listen, if you don't think God can change it and then go to another church... Take your fire extinguisher somewhere else. Because I don't come here. I don't come here. Listen, I don't come here just to play. Oh, glory. We got to understand that we can't do. Listen, Israel. Israel. You know what? Stir up the gift. Everybody say the gift. You know what the Lord said? He said that we've turned his presence into a present. Give me a, a gift. Give me a present. Present. No, we need presents. It, Israel camped around the presence. They camped around the presence. All right, I got to quit. Let's stand. Come sing something. It don't matter. Play something. Sing something. If you got to go, it's fine. Holy Spirit, I've done my best to deliver what you gave me to deliver. Take it. Use it. I want everyone in this room going to intercede. 
Hey, listen, listen, let me tell you something. Again, if you got to go, I understand. It's, it's, it's good. It's good. It's cool. It's all good. I'm good. We were in that arena, that place. Is that his church? Is that, is that the actual church building? Is that his sanctuary? It is. Okay. Uh, Perry Stone's sanctuary. And there was times, listen, guys, there was times in that intercessory prayer. And then after, last night after Dutch Sheets finished his message, and he led people, 4,000 people in prayers. And we just prayed and just interceded. I've never been to a conference where they've done that much praying. The Lord says we got, if we want revival, we got to do more praying, less singing, and less preaching. It's not about me. Right? Is anybody with me? That's, listen, that's how you feed that fire, the prayers. But uh, we need to intercede, right? Is anybody with me? If you're with me, Brandon, come up here, pal. I want you to, Jesus. This, I'm going to tell you something. This guy right here, God's given him, he's, he's an intercessor. He's a true intercessor. And he intercedes for, I call him a Jonathan. He, he, he's an armor bearer. He intercedes for his pastor, his pastors. So I want you to lead us, Brandon. And I want you to pray that we would all, and, and if you want to come in this altar, if you want you to come, some of you come in and stand. Come on, come in and stand. If you're hungry for God, if you want to see the gift stirred up in you, you want to see the gift stirred up in you. I'm going to pray. Come, come, respond. Respond. You say, Pastor, I feel like the fire is not burning too bright. I need that thing to be stoked up a little. Anybody else? You want to come? There's no pressure. You want to respond this morning. information about Our Father's House or upcoming events, please log on to www.offfathershouseky.org.